coming to CuriosityStream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for the 43rd episode of the Podwans podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, alongside my co-host, Luke. How you doing? Good. How's everybody doing today? Hope everyone had a great May the 4th, and today yes. is Revenge of the 5th. And I hope you guys are maybe watching Revenge of the Sith in order, uh, in honor of today's uh, special occasion. Because usually when yes. it's Star Wars week, we want to stretch out the days with calling it Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sixth. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yes, we are covering season four, episode 13, 14, 14, 14 friend in need. This is the yep. episode of Ahsoka and Lux Bontiri. Yep. And I want you guys to just, you know, sit back, grab a snack and watch us do our diddly whack. I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, I think one we got returning guest and then uh, another guest that is running a little bit late. Uh, she will join us here in a few. Uh, but let's bring on our recurring guest, Chase. Hello. How's the it biggest... going? Oh, it's going well. It's going very, very well. How are you guys doing? Good. Very good. Very good. Oh, the biggest got... Meter Gascon fan is with us today. That's I got right. I got my uh, celebration shirt and my lanyard today and i also finished greater good from the thrawn ascendancy so now i'm getting into lesser evil and people are excited for that will you be are you going to be joining um they fly now's show for the uh thrawn ascendancy i don't know because i mean if i finish it if i finish it if i finish it before one of the co-hosts then because from what I've been hearing, those those two hosts of the of They Fly Now show are reading the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. So yeah. with you saying that, it makes me think that you are going to be a part of that show. Uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But Chase, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? You can follow me at Forward Into The Black on TikTok. Uh, I have a Twitter that I, I think I have a total of four tweets now. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitch uh, at Forward Into the Black, which you will see uh, the podcast I do with David or Xanatos1138. That is the Rogue Council podcast. We will be doing uh, a Rogue One uh, kind of deep dive on Sunday. Ooh, that'll yeah. be a fun one. Stay tuned for Rogue One. Yeah, you'll be covering a lot of Rogue One within those next few days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From, what, from what we were hearing yesterday. So. Yes. All no, the Rogue yeah, One absolutely. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then we also have Nidra. She is running a little bit late. This is going to be her first ever time doing Clone Wars. She's been on, she did uh, episode four of the Book of Boba Fett. Um, and she also did the roundtable for episode three of, mm-hmm. of Book of Boba Fett. And we absolutely love her and can't wait uh, um, when she's in here. I'll ask her the same question. But, um... Chase, what is your glup shitto? All right. 
Uh, I have an answer, but I, I feel like I've heard multiple explanations as to what a Glebshido actually is. Mm -hmm. uh, my Glebshido is uh, Oral Quirk. Uh, yeah, Oral Quirk. He is the Gand uh, Rogue Squadron pilot. He's a so one of the bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back. The big bug that's on Zuckus. screen. Oh, because yeah, he's he's one of those, and he. he oh flies. no shit! Yeah, yeah, he's a Gand. Yeah, he uh, he's basically, and he they kind of dive into like the they speak into the third person, but there's different ways they speak in third person to, wow. to like express emotions because they don't actually like have the capability to express emotion emotions. They're like, oh yes, they're like Quirk is very sorry for your loss. It's like, why do you keep referring to yourself in the third person <laughs> and just your last name? He's like, well, it's just how many people do it. And it's like when he's trying to be happy, he's like, Oral loves you. And it's like, what is going on? It's like, it's great. It's the it's the most random explanation. Uh and I want him back in canon. I oh, I, I think it would be interesting to have him back in canon. Just yeah. like the way you were saying that. Char, what would be yours? I don't really dive into the topic of who is my favorite Star Wars Glup Shido, but I would have to say Corky Kenobi or Corky Kreez. I, I I genuinely don't have one. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, um, like if I had to think of one, it'd probably be Mieber Gascon. <laughs> just to be honest. Because I mean, I, I don't even know if that like if he qualifies as a Glup Shido, though. Does he? I so I've heard that he like Glepshido is either like the really really small character that like makes an appearance in a bigger way. I've heard it that it's just someone from the expanded universe that makes it into canon. Like Thrawn is a Glepshido, um, and so I've heard it multiple ways. I don't know if there's like a consensus on it. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. So I Midra. think. Midra. Howdy, friends. How's Hello, it Rosario Dawson's long lost sister. How are you? <laughs> Uh, we were just getting into uh, what our Glup Shido was, but uh, Nidra, uh, where can the good people follow you first? Uh, yeah, Nidra loves cosplay everywhere uh, except Twitter. Uh, Nidra loves Jedi there. Uh, and and when I say everywhere, I mean... No, that was going to sound suggestive. Uh, just <laughs> everywhere, even my cash app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's Nidra loves me. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, yeah, and so uh, everywhere except Twitter is Nidra loves Nidra loves cosplay. Everywhere except Nidra loves Jedi. My glup shadow is um, the little TSA droid from uh, Book of Mandal Boba Fett. Oh my god! Yeah. It was Oh, are you sure the, the the one that uh, Mandel gives all of his weapons to? Yeah, in Book of Fett. <laughs> I never oh, thought wow. about that. No, like, absolutely, that droid is my new favorite thing in anything ever. Yeah, I, I like I was telling them I don't really have one. Like I, I, I it's just because a I don't really understand like the reference, like the the glup shitto, like what the is idea the of it. Like I am just like I guess I'm just a main character person. <laughs> No, it's so literally it's like... just any sort of, and I think like because I was kind of there for a minute mm -hmm. um, where I was like originally I would answer that question with Eli Vanto but like ah! you know there you know he's like a little he's a little bigger than a glove shadow right yes could you say Arlani's a glove shadow no she's like Sam Energy like she's a main character. she's kind of like you know a prominent character that actually has a backstory you could like learn more about what about Thras? 
nobody who has a life. Also, I haven't I haven't gotten that deep in those books, homies. You're about to start. Uh, like, yeah, no, not there yet. I I, 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 I just the ascendancy trilogy. I just but... finished uh, greater uh, greater good like an hour ago. Greater good. <laughs> so, yeah, that one is like my least favorite Thrawn book so far. I know. Keep that energy away from me, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not really a Thrawn person, so I guess that's like probably why I didn't enjoy it a ton. But also, Landis has been hyping up lesser evil, so I've had to like push through that to get to lesser evil. So um, yeah, I know. So like, I'm I I finished um, Treason, and so now there's the the most recent trilogy yeah. of books that i still haven't read and or read mark thompson is uh by extension another character because that's the guy who reads the audiobooks yes mm-hmm. and he does man, a good job as thrawn i feel like him he gets he rebels does, thrawn really closely he does an amazing anakin also yes yes like his anakin is unreal and so it like took that little chunk where um, Anakin and Thrawn where like he's trying to pronounce Mithran Yorodo yeah. and <laughs> struggling and that's one of my favorite exchanges in all of Star Wars so yeah Mark Thompson brought that to life for me in a way that I didn't realize I needed yeah yeah the first okay so Chaos Rising I will say ties into alliances a ton uh, okay so that that that's one thing you get to look forward to in the first Ascendancy book but anyway, I guess like getting back to it, I don't have a glup shitto because I just I don't like I'm yeah. too. Well, I'm take too it, put it in your pocket, and next time you watch something, I like. Well, okay, okay. So I was thinking about this. Can I? Can the glup shitto be the guy that's carrying around the the ice cream thing in episode five? I would love to have that guy. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the guy that's running when. Uh, yeah, the guy Lando that's running in Empire. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's my you club shit just yes. Have like your most favorite obscure yes. character in Star Wars be a club Love it. Shido. That's essentially what it is. I have one now. Ah. <laughs> people that don't understand me. <laughs> Got when, a club shit When people started talking about club shit uh, I was very concerned that I had spent <laughs> like 30 years of my life missing uh, like a Star Wars character. And I'm like, how does everyone know about this guy? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh no!" It came about in like 2020. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's such a relief." Oh, yeah, and the, yeah. The very nature of him is that he exists and does not exist at the same time. But you know, no, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that we accomplished one thing today with me finding my Glupshido. Very proud of myself here. We've accomplished a lot. Let's Char. Give us like right, an hour. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and now we got to accomplish something else, which is covering season four, episode fourteen of the Clone Wars, titled "Friend in Need." All right. Okay, Char, are you going to do it? And in... I am going to do it. Okay. Are you okay? I'm going to do it again. Okay. All right. So, All right here uh, we go. Nidra, if you are not familiar with what we're talking about, so last week, instead of reading the plot summary in Tom Kane's voice. I've been reading it in Gilbert Gottfried's voice. <laughs> so, um, <sighs> yeah, sit tight, enjoy, and uh, try not to laugh, please. <laughs> All right, ready? Two. All right, season four, episode 14, Friend in Need. Are you ready? I hope it's a good impression. All right, you haven't heard it? I'll be judging. <laughs> 
All right, ready? Divided by war! In an effort to end the galactic conflict, the first ever sanctioned meeting between the Republic and the Separatists will be held and Mandalore is chosen as neutral ground for these precarious meetings. Tensions run high as many hold hope for these important negotiations. That was loud. <laughs> he just faced the entire time. <laughs> He's hoping not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that she she went with the bit and did not laugh. But I, I was like, oh my god. He's like, what the hell's going on? You didn't you, I I didn't you 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 could have la you could laugh. I literally muted I myself to, like, the entire like, I yeah, muted yeah. my I muted myself the entire time I was dying laughing because of Nitra's reaction. She's like <laughs> I muted myself and I don't like I could I couldn't mute up my face if I laughed and he said don't laugh. If you laughed, I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't been doing my job. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Listen, that's the kind of friend I am. I'm like, oh, you're like, don't laugh at this. All right, I got you, homie. No, laugh. I might makes... swallow my own tonsils. But <laughs> <laughs> so Chase, oh, you, would, um, you would be the the one to discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes. It's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Great, my, uh, my impression. How was it? B minus. Oh, Oh, <laughs> it's good. You passed, dude. I will Jafar your ass because the because Iago this parrot is voiced by yeah, I, I, I yours truly in the movie. Oh Jesus, Nidra, what was what, what? What do you what do you think of of Gilford uh, Gilford Godfrey? Or the person Godfrey? or charge? Well, no, charge, charge, charge person. <laughs> scary um yes it was honestly the passion the energy <laughs> lots of passion the fire you know <laughs> the fact that he can't you know he's he's doing the whole like he's generating the he's energy the, bit. the thrust that i'm doing the best him. i can <laughs> oh my god all right. But I can't help but uh feel like this it feels like a, a Tim Robinson bit where <laughs> Like I have got the best Gilbert Godfrey. Yes, and then in it, the tri-state area. Yes, that's char. That's definitely char. And then uh, he keeps asking for for, but no, really, was it good? No, you could tell me if it wasn't good, <laughs> and then Look, it ruins dinner for the rest of the night. Char, you have the best Gilbert Godfrey impression 
on the podcast. That's not saying much because I can't do one. So there you go. That's a plus. Oh. Now I'm disappointed. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be talking about episode 14 of season four of The Clone Wars. The theme of this episode is our our allies are our strongest weapon. The moral of this moral of it is friendship shows us who we really are. So basically, this this episode is is uh, Ahsoka helping out Lux Bonteri. Yes. Um. So we used to go through the episodes through bits by bits by bits, but now we wanted a little bit more conversational. So we're starting we're starting off with questions. This is going to be basically open forum. Uh, answer the question. Give us what your thoughts are. Um, so the first question, Jar, take it away. So the first question for this episode is, how have Ahsoka and Lux both shown evolution of their character from the last time that we saw them? Along with them, how have the Separatists involved uh, evolved as well? Because you see how the Separatists treat Lux at the very beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. and you see how different Ahsoka and Lux have become since that episode where we meet Bina or not Bina, <laughs> Mina and uh, Padme. So I'm just curious to hear what your answers are. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll give it to Nidra first. If you get, it looks like you were, you wanted something to say. No, that's my face all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> on a thought, but that's fine. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yes. And initially, I just sort of um, read that question. and I went, oh, God, essay. And then I realized, no, like, you don't have to give like an essay answer. This isn't pageantry. You could just sort of uh, <laughs> answer. I- yeah, just give us your thoughts. Yeah, we know, Luke, you're live on YouTube. We understand. Well, I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to do the duty. All right. You said I'm- duty. I did say <laughs> duty. I was going to say it, but <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, yeah, no. So essentially um, my whole vibe on that um, was, I think they kind of were for each other, um, the face of the other side, the humanization of the other side, this sort of like faceless, nameless thing that you could point to as um a villain and as like this is the bad guy this is you know the problem um it became a little more complicated and they got to know each other and i think seeing them interact in this particular episode especially at the beginning was um definitely a big underline and highlight for that because mm-hmm. it it definitely was something that was was present in the their first meeting and like the way that they were both they sort of both represented um these sort of straw man versions of each other being put together and being like hey 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 and then like they engaged with with each other in a way that they made them sort of see the straw that they were built out of and, and melt away to reveal humans oh yeah that that's absolutely true because i mean uh, I mean, we start off with the episode. It's just like they're like, like Lux just shows up out of nowhere, and it's like, what the hell? And Ahsoka's like, t- like taken aback from the whole situation. 
Um, but Chase, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I saw like the episode that I guess precedes this with Mina Bonteri and and Lux as well. Uh, I think it is interesting, kind of going like at watching this episode after reading Queen Shadow. Yes. Uh, oh, and getting so more Bon Terry. Uh, I'm not no spoilers, uh, but just yes. getting more insight in, into the Bon Terrys and as in general. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's very interesting when when you see Lux in this new light. And I, I think we're getting a lot of that in Star Wars now. Of it's just like if you go back if you go back and rewatch something, you're like, oh wow, like this connects everything. Like I know we talked about this with Attack of the Clones and Book of Boba Fett. Um, but the thing that I thought was the most interesting, more so on Lux's side than uh, Ahsoka's side, was not really his evolution, but the Separatist evolution. Um, because as this show goes on, we do get more and more of the Separatists, and we do see yes. a more humanization of them, kind of like what Nidra said. But just how once Mina is removed from the picture, how quickly they cast aside Lux. As in, like, yes. had she still been alive, this would have gone completely different differently just for Lux in general um like he would have had a moment to voice his opinion he would have had that moment to, to talk about like we need to think about what Count Dooku is doing and saying yeah. uh, and that was removed from him because he is essentially with his mother's death he's stripped of power um mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting that the separatists go that route of like you no longer matter because the person who held your power in their hands is gone um so i think that's like a really interesting i guess it's a predictable path that maybe the the villains of the clone wars went down you know but i think it is interesting and i think we do have like some real world echoes of that you know there are political families that do fall apart once like the matriarchal or patriarchal like head of that family goes away sometimes yeah. the the underlings uh are less important in the public eye no yeah that definitely does happen quite often um to tie it back to star wars like um like that happens with the chiss a lot <laughs> and once you get into the ascendancy part that's very much true what chase just said once if the once the patriarch falls everything kind of like it, it, you either it either keep the either they find a way to keep it together or or it just falls apart i haven't read the ascendancy but i know that it's kind of touched on in the in the trilogy is when the the skywalkers once they become a certain age and they kind of yes. lose that connection with the force they're you don't they're not like cast aside but they're you know no longer important to the yes. ascendancy yes mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately um but char what are your what are your thoughts yeah and the 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 sad part of it of it all is because right when lux was captured they immediately just or kill him dooku ordered him ordered his death essentially and if ahsoka wasn't um if ahsoka was the same way that she was back in that first initial episode of uh um, heroes on both sides it would have been a different outcome um, because Ahsoka still had that idea that if you're a separatist, you're a bad guy. But mm-hmm. after her, after her learning that lesson, it showed her that yeah, this guy can have some compassion even though he is on the the opposing side. Yeah. So it's like the separatists are not good. Like there are good separatists, but now they've essentially been eliminated because of Dooku. Um, yeah. Ironically enough. Well, uh-huh. we, no, yeah, go ahead, Nidra. 
Oh, well, like also it's it's interesting to imagine how she would have handled that situation because she was interested in him, right? Mm-hmm. So like if she she would have followed them to see what would have happened. So it's still interesting to see how whether or not she would have intervened. And I think she would have anyway, even if she thought the separatists separatists were inherently bad and they she thought he was this like bad guy, she still would have helped. Yeah. Um just because that it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that they, that immediately after Mina dies, like, like what Chase put it perfectly. Like they just cast him aside and it's like, it's like, because Dooku is like, like we don't care about Mina Bonteri anymore. Like it's like she died for the cause and now the cause is over. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he has this whole, he has this whole speech in that, in that arc, that previous arc. He's like, uh, oh, the Republic killed uh, uh, Mina Bonteri, who had started the peace talks. But like after that, he doesn't say anything else about her after that. Because he doesn't have yeah. to. Yeah, and he doesn't. He absolutely doesn't have to because he's like, hey, you, you have, you've played your part. Now, get off the board. Yeah. He just capitalized on the sort of the, the ease of filling a power vacuum, um, yeah. and I, that's a recurring theme. And like that was that was even a thing in the book of Boba Fett. Um, yes. Power of vacuums can create space for the most powerful, least powerful in real life, but most powerful in terms of ability to move swiftly and deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the perfect example of that. He didn't have to say more about it because like all he had to do was plant the seed and that seed could grow into all the doubt, just enough doubt that's needed to suddenly make the Republic the enemy. Yeah. And just like what Boba Fett said in the show as well, power hates a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And, and so after Ahsoka rescues Lux, Lux is obviously frustrated with the separatists and he no longer aligns himself with them. And they immediately, you know, they leave Mandalore and uh, Lux tells Ahsoka that he has a plan. But Ahsoka wants to bring him to Coruscant and he doesn't think that's a good idea. So what happens is uh, Lux stuns Ahsoka, lays her down, tricks R2 to thinking that she's asleep and they go to Karlak. In Karlak, he rendezvous with the Death Watch. Uh, this is Bo-Katan, Pre-Vizsla, a lot of the uh, rogue Mandalorian, um, another rogue Mandalorian cult. A, um, and since we were talking about Mina Bontiri for so much, this is a perfect segue into the next question. If Lux's mother was alive, do you think that she would support Lux's alignment with Death Watch? Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Coming to Curiosity Stream, go on an adventure 66 million years in the making with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed. 
and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history. Did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on Curiosity Stream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. I would say in the context of the Clone Wars, no. In the context of Queen Shadow, yes. Hmm. I, oh. I, I think okay. she, she shows herself to be a bit of a radical herself within yes. the Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she moves away and radicalizes into the Separatist Alliance... Uh, I think she would have seen that again. This is only with that book's context. In the context of the Clone Wars, no, she was very much the, the peacekeeper. Uh, you know, she just wants the best for the Separatists, and she wants to make amends with her friend Padme. That is the Clone Wars arc, uh, or her Clone Wars arc. In Queen Shadow, I think it's a little bit different, and I think her seeing that spark within her son, she might encourage it, um, especially if she saw that like. The war wasn't going at this point. The war is not going well, um, and it's not going well for the separatists, and it's definitely not going well for the republic. So I think she would have seen that in her. She would have seen herself and her son, and maybe probably not been like, "Yeah, go join Death Watch," but she like you know it's one of those things like, "I know of a group," and you know maybe she would have given that push um, again with that extra context. That's interesting. So I've never read. Um, Queen's Gambit or whichever the the Queen the Queen's trilogy the Padme trilogy whichever one of the books yeah Shadow uh, Queen Shadow is Hope. the first book and okay. then Carol then Hope mm-hmm. okay Queen's, okay, so Queen's have... Gambit you're referring to uh, the the show the chess with game Joy Taylor or Anya Taylor Joy <laughs> yeah it's one of my gifts um I guess that's proof I don't know um but. I absolutely gathered that context from the show that it was it was more about um, it wasn't she never seemed like she was idealistic or um, naively going into um, the decision that she was making with Padme. It was never necessarily about her as a person or Padme as a person. It was about her having realized that there's strength in alliances and you sometimes need to humanize the other side, essentially what happens in the episode until there's literally outside forces that make that a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's, it doesn't seem like that, that, that makes perfect sense. And it doesn't seem like it's, it's too far from um, what we get in Clone Wars uh, in regards to who she is. And, and with that, I think, um, I don't necessarily think she would have felt great about him joining Death Watch because of who, how they generally operate. Yeah. And the fact that they've shown really no indications that they want to reach across the aisle, um, that they're interested in, in alliances at all, um, and that they're even cooperative. Yeah. And that was sort of the attitude that Ahsoka had um, about them. And she, you know, more or less wasn't wrong at the time. And mm-hmm. so um, that's that's the, the main reason I think Mina would be cautious about letting him try what he tried. And also, like, the whole he wasn't he didn't decide to, you know, try to, like, align himself with them. He chose to try to embed himself with them 
as a, a revenge plot. So that should yep. give you all you need to know about like the way they operate and the way that he could ever end up aligning himself with them at that point. No, yeah, that that mm-hmm. that, that makes a whole bunch of that that makes sense. Like and and honestly, like when I think of that question, like Mina is very much like it, it, I, I I don't think she would be very pleased with Lux's decision. Um because they are so radical. Because they don't, because they, like, literally, uh, later on in the episode, like, Lux gets tricked into, like, thinking, uh, oh, they they want the same thing I do. I mean, they do, but also look at their morals. They literally don't care. They burn down villages. They, they, they literally do whatever they want and have no remorse. And I feel like that's the biggest thing, is that if, if they would have had remorse and would have had morals, I, I think Mina would have been a little okay with it. But it's just the way the Death Watch really operates, like Nidra was saying, is where I think she would have the biggest issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the revenge aspect that she would have a problem with. No, yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Because I feel like that's like a very, very important part. Because, I mean, looking at Lux's character, I mean, if his mother doesn't die, like that, that's like, that's a huge thing. Um, because she is a big part of the separatist alliance, at least in the in the separatist senate. Um, yes, she's not making all the decisions on the battlefield. That's all Dooku and Grievous, and Inventress as well. But like, she does the more like back behind stages of it. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, yeah, we can go ahead and next the uh, ask the the next two questions. Gotcha. Okay. Had Ahsoka and Lux met on different terms, do you think that they'd still be friends? Or are they bonded by the their mutual personalities and interests? Or are they bonded by the mutual tra- their mutual trauma from fighting too too young? Like being involved in the war too young. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Go. Um Yes, I, I think yes. If they would have met on different terms, they would still there. That relationship would have changed drastically. You know, had they met on the same side, essentially. Uh, yes, you know, if Mina Bonteri was a Republic senator or council member, yes, one hundred percent, they'd still be friends. Um, we could have seen Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order to be with Lux Bonteri. You know, that could have been a thing. That is a Star Wars what if right there. Um, yep. Uh, are they bonded by mutual personalities? Yes, they both want the best for who they care about, uh, regardless mm-hmm. of the side they're on. Um, like, yes, Ahsoka at some point does want what's best for the Republic and the Jedi, but she deviates from that path and she just wants what's best for her friends and the galaxy at large. Lux is the exact same way. Um, he wants justice for his mother and he wants, you know, he wants the war to end and he's, you know, he's, he's through with it. And then the mutual trauma of fighting so young. Yes. Ahsoka did not get the chance to become, you know, a Jedi scholar. She was thrown into the clone wars, you know, as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Lux was raised as the son of a very important politician in the midst mm-hmm. of a war. Um, he didn't get to see his mother doing great things for the planet that they're from or the neighboring planets. All he got to see was decisions on war and decisions on conquering and battles. That's all he got to see. Well, and also the trauma of his father dying yeah, as well, which is huge. 
Um, and that's partially why Mina turns. It's it's a big re- it's not the only reason, but it is a big factor into her leaving the the Republic um because of that incident. Um but Nija, your thoughts? Okay, so a really fun thing that I learned recently was that um Ahsoka and I are the same Myers Briggs personality type. Oh <laughs> we're both really yeah. We're both ENFPs. What and um you're extroverted um i'm i i I don't remember them all but yeah e is for extroverted f is for feeling oh n is for intuitive um f is for feeling and p is for perceiving um look it up (laughs) definitely gonna have to after this but yeah i remember i did mine i think i was a mediator (laughs) is that uh i introverted INTJ or so I don't know. I like it's Never been a minute, so. but like sort of it's like looking to all of them. But like, um, yeah, no. So something that happens with me is I can be friends with anyone. You know, I could be friend. I can get along with anyone. I find common ground with pretty much anyone I meet because I love meeting people. I love interacting with people. I learn. I love learning more about people. Um, I love making people comfortable. So in that sense, absolutely. Um, but I think there, there was just like the, the initial connection of two people who had, um, these sort of, have been sort of told the same thing, but in different fonts. And so like them meeting ended up kind of being the connecting of these two puzzle parts where they're like, Oh, okay. So like, this is what the big picture is. So the two of them together kind of might've represented them getting this like idea of like, Oh, this is what things can be. And the sort of like mutual meeting of minds. And um, so there's like that connection there. Um, I don't know if it's so much, um, that was like them being connected through mutual trauma because at that point, kind of everyone Ahsoka interacted with had that sort of trauma to some degree. You know, yeah. even the kids, she like the little kid in the elevator, she or or like on the train or whatever it was that she interacted with when she was on the run. Like there's just, you know, there's like all these little interactions she has with side characters that you sort of see the same sort of like, so obviously it's it's very different between the two of them. Um, and I don't think she would have left the Jedi for him. I think what could have happened was that she would have found a way to make it work. Like, I think she, if, if allowed to persist in the Jedi order, I think she could have found a lot of blind spots and dug them out and like, kind of like, how does Kiari Mandi get to have wives for, you know, the reason of like his, his planet's needs or whatever. But like, what if he's attached to one of them and we just don't know, like, like how are there these exceptions that are made for some people and not for others? And I've seen Anakin and Padme together and I understand, I, I trust their love and their bond and his issues have nothing to do with the fact that they're together. His mm-hmm. issues have to do with the moment he was pried off that planet away from his mother. So what if we could traumatize people less and that way they could be like, 
devote it to the cause and focus on things and not fear attachments. We can learn this organically, but that fear of attachment came from somewhere that was not him meeting Padme. Anyway, there's my soapbox issue. So yeah, they, they could have been friends, but I don't know if it would have been um, a whole lot more than than what it then it what it, what it end up be, ended up being. Yeah, it was just sort of mean- like the 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 the. Uh, nature of things made it more intense uh, than what it was i think no yeah because i mean you do see that tension and i mean we also get the the classic bo katan slapping uh ahsoka on the ass so that's kind of funny that's always a good one at the end um but like it, it's like to see how these two like connect with each other on like they they do connect with each other on a on a on a level that is like very much close to Anakin and Padme in a way like when Lux uh, dis- uh, instinctively grabs Ahsoka and kisses her why why if you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion and she's just like, what the, what are you doing? And then she realizes and goes with it. I think that's that's an interesting thing as well. Um, I think the other thing about this episode is that you see a lot of character growth. And we don't see, this is the episode where you see very little of like the main three. Like you, you get to see Padme a little bit. You get to see uh, Anakin a little bit, but there's no Obi-Wan. And I feel like these episodes with just that are just based on Ahsoka, like they grow her character tenfold because I feel like sometimes she gets overshadowed by by the other two. Is um, Anakin in this episode? Uh, he is a hologram. Oh. Uh, she he calls her and she calls him and he goes, "You you got to come back." Like Padme told me what happened. You have to come back. Like you have to come back to Coruscant, and then Lux, like basically says hey take a nap and then they get to death watch and the other thing that i i think is interesting oh yeah go ahead nidra in that moment when anakin like hollows in yes he's like yeah bring it home and she's like no i'm bringing lux bunteri like he needs (laughs) he needs to come to coruscant and anakin's face immediately clocks like he's like like he's like, I know what this is, but okay, yeah, just we'll talk about it when you get home. Yeah, yeah, he's like overprotective dad, but he just doesn't want to embarrass her in front of her friend. Yeah, I just want to make it weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because I feel like Ahsoka, like I feel like Ahsoka isn't dumb either. Like I think she's caught on to that relationship that Anakin and, and Padme have for sure, and I feel like that was that was hinted at a lot in Pursuit of Peace. Especially when, like, uh, um, when Ahsoka's like, oh, well, you and Master Skywalker are really close. And then Padme just is like, yeah, I guess. And then she's like, no, nah, dude, there's something there. Like, you can't it's, just fool Ahsoka. It's the galaxy's worst kept secret. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody knew. Like, Yoda knew. Obi-Wan definitely knew. Obi-Wan knew. Well, I think the most tragic part about the novel, the Revenge of the Sith novelization is that 
like Obi-Wan when he's talking to Padme goes I know I've known about this and I've kept quiet because this makes him happy and whatever makes this it makes Anakin happy I'm okay with and that's the part of Obi-Wan that I wish we would have gotten more in canon wise and I you see a little bit in season seven when he has that interaction with Anakin where he's like I did you at least tell Padme I said hello like I feel like that's a little nugget that they gave us um for that but um yeah i the other thing is is the droids like that's the biggest thing it's one of the biggest things because it's like again we get more droids in this season like they get to be more meaningful like characters um because i mean we show up at the at the camp and they're just target practice and then obviously with r2 who is the biggest personality of a droid in the entire galaxy around yeah yeah he just gives them he just gives them the tools and they are instantly like killing machines so it's just it's just fantastic i i thought this episode was really really well done um but your thoughts star yeah i mean like ahsoka and lux how they met was because of the war very similar to what um what chase was saying how they met not just because of a war but with them being on opposite sides, it created tension and misunderstanding between one another. So Ahsoka being brought up from war and Lux being brought up from war mm-hmm. made their connection even better, I would say, because you, you see them later on in Clone Wars. Like you see them in the Onderon episodes. You see them like their bond gets so much stronger because of how, how evenly, um, how similar they are and how they came up into where they are now. So Ahsoka being like this, this Jedi that is very similar to Anakin, but doesn't follow like the same exact like principles that Anakin does. Yeah. And, and then you have Lux who, and if Anakin and Lux were a thing, Anakin would, he wouldn't, his mind would not change. Padme was brilliant to change her mind be like there are also good people on this side and if An- if that was Anakin Anakin would have not been swayed. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been like if you're a separatist you are the enemy 100%. He's if already dealt girl, with me. maybe. Mm-mm. I think if he was in Lux's position and there was like, a cute girl saying what Ahsoka was saying, yeah, he he he'd a million percent like have his mind changed. Yeah. I can't remember if it's Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, where uh, it basically says to Padme, you're starting to sound like a separatist. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Episode 3. Yeah. yeah. You know, another Star Wars, what if? Had, let's say Padme went to the other side, Anakin would have followed. His And it's like, we hear this with Obi-Wan, my allegiance is democracy to the Republic. Um, Anakin was never, you know, his allegiance was never there. His allegiance was to Padme. The when matters a lot, though, in in the case of Padme, like, because it's, I don't know if there's ever a time where they're ever, like, that sharply different in ideology. But, like, I mean, like, if he had met Padme on that side, then, like, he could have been convinced of of anything. Um, Even if, you know, but it's just sort of, like, the fact that, like, when that comes up, he's so deep in it. 
and in his loyalty to the Jedi and to uh, Palpatine and to like, like he's, he's a mess and he's, I, I don't imagine that. Like, I, I think he would more convince Padme she's brainwashed than he would her convince him that he needs to do something different than what he did. No, yeah, I could, I could see that for sure. Like that's that's that, those are really interesting points. And like the other thing is, is like you always have to factor in Palpatine mm-hmm. because he is it. Like besides Obi Wan, he is the he is the father figure in Anakin's life. We don't see it a lot on screen, but in canon, he has done things. Uh, with Anakin, and 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 he's made those roots really, really clear, really early. And I mean, the best part about it is like you see at the end of Phantom Menace, you see Anakin, Obi Wan, and then you see Padme and then Palpatine, and they they see you see that shot, and it's the two people that are in between what Palpatine, what what Palpatine's ultimate goal. It's the two people that can stand in his way, Padme and Obi Wan. And he eventually gets them both out of the way by Revenge of the Sith, which is it, which is incredible love, foreshadowing when I see that. I, I love that shot. Yes. So do I. It's just so great. But Nidra, you thinking of something? I was gonna say I was gonna say something and I forgot what it was. Uh was it Obi Wan related? Because was of Obi Wan? Let you say before that. No, it's fine. Um, it was just wheels turning. I realized something, but it'll come back maybe or never, maybe gone forever, but that's fine. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So let's move to the last question. Uh, this episode shows us how thin the Jedi are being spread during the war. Organiz- organizations like Death Watch were allowed to grow and prosper in the, in the chaos. Do you think that Death Watch specifically? would have grown to the heights that they did had it not been for the Jedi's inability to be in multiple places at once. Deidre, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I have I have a lot of thoughts. On okay, this. cool. I don't. Um, I just sort of feel like um, extremism kind of grows uh, where it grows and there's no way to sort of be everywhere at the same time in regards to those sort yeah. of things, especially when you have the history uh, that the Jedi have with the Mandalorian people. Um, so there was no way they could have had, a, there's not a, a, a comb with fine enough teeth to have gotten to that. Um, but it was sort of also a, around this point in time in the Clone Wars, they had they were deliberately being sent in a million directions at once. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not an, an accident. This was a very deliberate thing that kept them them busy. And, oh, yeah, this is what I was going to say. So I don't know if we could talk about the episode after this. So we're just talking about this episode. Can I just? Yeah, yeah, you can. Just, you, seconds you, or yeah, 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 go ahead. So the episode after this is the one where... Um, they kill Obi-Wan. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is something I forgot about. So that is yet another way that Anakin was traumatized with this idea of, like, with, with the fear of loss. And, and, and it's just, it's yet another, like, thing that pushed him further 
when he had this notion of possibly losing someone again. Yeah. It's just re-traumatizing this already traumatized child <laughs> by taking away his one father figure. And I feel like that's a big thing that's like not talked about enough. Like they rebroke, they broke this kid. Yeah. Again. Okay, so back to what I was saying. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so I feel like when these these pockets are sort of already being, um, they're always already being formed and there's already these like intense feelings and emotions, it's not that hard. Uh, it's it's not that easy to, to reel that back in. And, and it's uh, when you also have someone throwing pocket sand in your eyes constantly, it's impossible right. to know. <laughs> possible to be able to watch everything all at once. No, yeah, absolutely. Chase, you have the floor. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Nidra, 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 you paved the way perfectly for basically what I was going to say is that these things happen all the time. It happens all the time in real life, uh, and it happens all the time in Star Wars. That Star Wars is based on what Death Watch is, is it's a radical extremist group. That is the Re Rebel Alliance, 100%. We see this later on. We see it with resist with the resistance. We see this uh, with Saul Guerrero and the partisans. Um, mm -hmm. You know, coming from the other side. You know, if if you're a separatist, let's say you're the Bonteries, right? And you would have seen the partisans arise within the Republic. That's just more propaganda fuel. Of like, look at how terrible the Republic is. Look at this this group in the Republic called the partisans doing all these horrible things. Okay, well now the Republic is horrible, and we see the same with the, the Death Watch, right? And that make that's propaganda for the Republic to say, "Well, look at the Separatists; they even have Death Watch now on their side." And we see this extend into the Siege of Mandalore. What happens with Death Watch? They rise to power, mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's so interesting. We see this, you know, we see this in the, our own real life wars. We see these extremist groups go from nothing to basically everything to whole countries this country <laughs> yeah specifically you know, popped up from one of those extremist groups um mm -hmm. and it wasn't pretty in the beginning at all mm -mm. Uh, it still isn't pretty <laughs> no um but it's definitely one of those things i think it's so interesting to see this and it, it's one of those things like the jedi what could the jedi do what could the republic do why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Nothing. We can't do anything when radical extremist groups, you know, pop up in other countries, let alone our own country itself when radical extremist groups happen on no matter what side of the, you know, compass you lie on. Um, it always pops up. There's nothing you can do. It's not the Jedi's fault. It's not the Republic's fault. This is just, this is, this is war. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Uh, and it, it's just like, I, I love, I really like the Death Watch. You know, not as like, oh yeah, Death Watch is cool. They're just burning down <laughs> villages. <rocking laughs> on, guys. Uh, no, I, I love what they represent. Um, and again, we see in the Onderon arc, we see this happen again, just from the other side. And we see it from the point of view of like, oh, they're just trying to help. Well, they're, they're literally just throwing grenades in city streets uh, in the Onderon arc. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I think the Onderon arc is really cool because I love Nice Little Republic too. Uh, and I love <laughs> yeah. era and the partisans and, and, you know, seeing the partisans form, I think it's great. The partisans are essentially named after like the Soviet extremist group for World War II. Uh, so yeah. it's, just, it's really cool. And I think Death Watch is a really great example of these extremist groups that pop up that you never and even like with Lux like you you don't just like wake up one day and you're like you know what time to join ISIS uh, yeah uh, it uh, it things happen in your life where it's like this is the it, it seems like it's the only outlet you could have is to is to you know you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and especially in a war you know it's like I'm sure, you know, we know Lex Bonterio is living a life of luxury as the son of a prominent politician. He had no reason to even reach out to a, an organization like Death Watch. And then his mother's taken from him and his father's taken from him because of this war. And what does he do? He goes, he, and joins he doesn't join Death Watch, but he reaches out to Death Watch. And then we see this later on and he reaches out to the partisans. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like these things happen to people. It's like people, like I said, people don't just wake up to do these things because they're just feeling frisky. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just, okay, now I'm changing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> you actually pointed out a hole there. They, The Jedi weren't present in those critical moments that mattered. They weren't there to pick up the pieces. They would solve conflicts and then bail and move on to the next. And so, yeah, a big problem was that they weren't able to stay there and fill those power vacuums and, you know, heal the places that were affected by these catastrophic events. Had they been there for Lux Venteri after what happened, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been so desperate that he'd reach out to an extremist group like Death Watch. No, yeah. you know, like it's it, and then like again when he ended up reaching out to Sargerera, like it 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 would not have been a thing that would have happened had they done a little aftercare. Yeah. Had they had the capacity, the propensity, or even just the forethought to they had temple guards, you know, like who were more than capable of living off world and and being those people to do that, that they were instead using to do that, which I thought was a, a waste of of those particular Jedi. But I don't know how that ties into canon at this point. But um yeah. 
No, I yeah. feel like there was definitely, you actually did something with this question because yeah. I have a, I agree with you, but I do have a question I want to ask you. Do you think they would have just, if the Jedi would have stayed, right? The, the Republic stayed. Do you think Death Watch would have used that as this is just another military occupation? It's hard to sort of guess in that regard because a lot of what gave Death Watch power in the first place were these like moments of abandonment after catastrophic events. That gives them talking points. That gives them fuel. Um, so it's really hard to say. Like, like, would there be any appeal in that group if their needs were being met? No, yeah, that that, that makes a ton. Like, absolutely. Like the, the when when I was when Alanis was writing this question because it came I, I it came out of my head, but she wrote it down uh, because I'm not articulate enough and. Uh, like the whole thing is, is like, so the, the Jedi are, are, they're not, they aren't present. And Yoda even talks about it in Rebels. We were brought into a war that we should never have joined. And that's the biggest thing is that they, their whole thing was to keep the peace. And this war showed that they, that their inability to even do that. So had they arrived in their original intended capacity, they literally could have been the people there after these events. Yeah. I mean, just look at the High Republic. That's literally what the, the, the prequel Jedi should have been. Like, the, the fact that the High Republic Jedi... I, it's going to be so interesting to see how the High Republic Jedi that you read about in the books go from uh, like being way seekers to being scholars to being literal like just different they're not all just warriors like it's gonna be so interesting to see like how that faction just flips on its head and it's just like prequel jedi no now i'm convinced to read high republic now this this did it yes the high republic is is fantastic like there's so many different facets like they had back in the high republic they had uh therapists they had jedi therapists so that they well, could talk and 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 do and talk out their feelings and 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 they weren't so much by the book, they were more or less like feel the force, like the like the force flow, give you the direction of where you're supposed to go. Oh yeah, if I was a set, that's the first thing I'd go after. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what happened. Like there did like, it, it, there's so much there's so much differences from even 250 years no 150 years before a phantom menace that that that's the craziest thing is that it's there's so much that happens in that short span of time that radicalizes the jet not radicalizes but just changes the viewpoint of the jedi at that point to the what they believe in in the prequels and we're not going to be getting that in this phase so phase 1 is 150 years uh I thought it was 200 I thought it was 200. I thought it was 150. No, it is 200. Because a lot of the Jedi is 232. Yeah. Okay, so 200 years. And then they go back. So so this phase that they just wrapped up is 200, 200 some odd years before Phantom Menace. Now, they're pulling a typical Star Wars move, and they're going another 150 years into the past for phase two. And then they're going to jump forward back to the original. Like, it's going to be like, there's going to be like a 50 or 40 year time gap um 
because it's going to lead up to Acolyte, which is going to lead up to the Phantom Menace. Yeah, which is kind of funny because the era of the High Republic ends in 82 BBY and Palpatine's born in 84 BBY. So, well, so, okay. So do we know that that's because I thought Qui-Gon technically... No, go ahead. Does that mean we're going to get Plagueis? Um, I see. I don't know. I, I think the Acolyte could have... I, I I don't know. I, I would love for them to not have Tenebris be a Bith and have him be a female character and ch- or or change Tenebris into a different character you have and have Bith. her have her train Plagueis. What do you got against Bith? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? No, I'm you just saying. You're, you're just jealous. Do you, do you no, hate clarinet players? No, I don't. No, 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 no. Luke's just jealous because he can't play the clue horn. Exactly, I can't play the clue horn. Like he plays it so well, and they have small mouths. I will say this: if we get whatever phase is the the transient period from the High Republic into the Phantom Menace, when we start to like learn about Dooku as he was younger, and we learn about Palpatine, if we do not get like the same treatment that Thrawn got for Plagueis, I will be very upset. I agree like, because I feel like Plagueis is a big reason why Palpatine is even in the position that he's in. Yes. I love the backstory. I love Higo Damask. I love the fact that he's a financial guy. Like he's a fi- he's a he's a he's a stock bro. Like literally, he just like trades, buys yeah, that's things. The banking clan. Like the and he's part of the banking clan. Like it's so. I love that. I love this freaking novel. I love it so much uh, that it's I, right here when I'm talking about it. I want that's, Lucino that's, to be extended the same grace that Timothy's on was great. I agree because he does. He, okay. So the thing about James Lucino is that he's very descriptive in the way he, he writes things like Tarkin is Tarkin is very much like that. And I enjoy Tarkin. Tarkin's one of my favorite canon books, but like the way, like it's a slow burn with Plagueis. Like it's not like going to hit you right away. It's like it gradually just builds the plot. And I mean, Literally, he sets him up to literally rule the entire galaxy. If it weren't for Plagueis, Palpatine wouldn't have gotten to where he was at all. So I feel like Plagueis deserves deserves that. I agree, Chase. He deserves that treatment because he is he is a big part of it in Legends. Anyway, I, I you don't name drop him in in Revenge of the Sith and then not do anything with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we need it, we need that story canonized because it's going to be tough because Master and Apprentice does decanonize a lot of the a lot of this book. Well, that's fine, but like I mean, uh, Heir to the Empire starts with I've been in the Empire for fifty four years. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, you can rework this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nidra, you've read? Have you have you read Plagueis? I have not. You need to read. Okay, so. Here's, here's I, your I know here's I your know reading. a lot about it. It's been present in my life. Yes, a lot. It, it's my. I favorite. know a lot of it. I've been told to read this book for years. It's it's my favorite legends book, and I don't read a whole lot of legends. But it, that that is one book, of my. I have it like in physical form. I have Audible credits, um, and yeah, no, I it's it's right there with it with with the other. Uh, things i need to read i would say high republic first and then jump into plagueis no gotta do plagueis first uh 
God, man. my co my co host on on the podcast Roddy is is has read Plagueis I think a dozen times at this point. Uh, I mean, essentially, his name is Hiko Damask twenty seven. Damask twenty seven. Um, he he put it as like you have to read Plagueis uh, through the eyes of this is a religious text that you are reading through. Yes, uh, and it is that's, the it is the dark point. sides Bible. Um, whereas you have something like Darth Bane and Revan, where they're very action heavy, they're very interesting and fast paced stories. Where if you look at this as like this is the literal Bible of the dark side, it becomes a whole other experience. Oh God, it's great! It's so it's so great and fascinating that he, oh God, just like I could gush about that fucking book so That's much. So- it is okay. such a good book, but High Republic is, I think, is going to be important. I think Acolyte could be your introduction to Plagueis. Um, just depends on what they decide to do with Plagueis. I, I, you can't make Plagueis the Acolyte, um, and you can't make Palpatine the 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 Acolyte because the the main character has already been cast as a as a as a as a woman, right? Correct, I believe. Um, I think so, but it could be, it could be, you know, like Plagueis' master. Like I, that's that's something that I wouldn't mind changed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want Plagueis at this point. Just make him. <laughs> just give me that story. And also, he doesn't have to be the title character. Like exactly. Yeah, that's title. True. Like, Thrawn, Thrawn has proven this. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that is going to do for us talking about the episode. Uh, Char, three interesting facts. Oh, all right. Did you get three interesting facts? Here, I will take a no. (laughs) Char, did you just completely forget about your 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 your? your, You just closed everything and started reading Plagueis. I I uh I'm my mind have uh. Forgot about three interesting facts. Here, actually, here I I got this. You know what? I never forget. I know. Okay. Oh God. All right. All right. Go. So, Luke, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you did forget about it. Literally, no. see the light of the screen opening. I up. love this. <laughs> I love the fact that you forgot. That's okay. Maybe we just go away with that and we just have you do Gil, uh, Gilbert Godfrey uh, summary reads. For nah, I, I got this. Okay, ready? Okay. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 25, the Friend in Need edition. Fact one, Pre Vizsla's helmet. The barrels on the sides of Pre Vizsla's new helmet design is partially inspired by an unused Doug Chang drawing from her clone trooper helmet made for episode two as well as the head cannons found on the Veritech fighter scene in the Robotech Maycross series. It mm. serves to make Vizsla stand out even more as Death Watch leader. Fact two, there are some unique faces that appear in this episode. In the very first draft of the script, the alien village was to be made up of yak face aliens, or Yarkorians, some species of concept art bear the name Yarkoran, um, but the story and the role of the villagers underwent significant revisions. When they were turned into much more sympathetic and relatable characters, the villagers were turned into the Ming Po people. Uh, and fact three, Bo-Katan's outline. 
The character Bogatan did not appear in the original outline or script, save for a vague mention of a Death Watch lieutenant. When Dave Filoni took on directing duties, he thought the character should be female and should be the first Mandalorian to meet Lux upon his arrival on Karlak. Though her role is small here, she will return in Season 5. Cosplayers take note. Filoni wanted you to see the sculpt by this sculpt by Darren Marshall. It is the, the drawing of her helmet in this episode. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about Friend in Need. He pulled that straight out of his ass. That was a slick recovery. That was was pretty good. All I need is like a good 20 seconds. (laughs) All right. Thank God this was a singular episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You'd be screwed. I'd be Uh, a poster for way too long. Yeah. No, Nidra, you've you've been in the chat. You know how this goes, right? Yeah. Uh, Where we rank the episode. Uh, Nidra, so you being this being your first time on screen for the Clone Wars rewatch, if oh, I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh-huh. Um, what is your ranking of this episode? Youngling ass. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Jedi Master uh, with a seat on the council. Um, <laughs> I love you how, you, the I love how that was the, the replacement for Cherry on top. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, awesome. I, I think it's a really good episode. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just don't like to give everything like highest praise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a tough critic, but like, you know, it's, it's, you have to work for episode. it. You have yeah. to work for it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like B squad. So, yeah. No, it's definitely. <laughs> Uh, it's good. There you go. I don't know. No, it's it's a great episode. Um, I guess my only like, um, I don't know. I just don't want to crown it because I feel like you have to be sparing with your 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 grandmaster rankings. You can't. Yeah. You know, just give it out to everything that I don't know what a grandmaster is yet. Is what I mean. What's so I think the grandmasters we've had so far is the uh, the Padme arc, which involved that that Mina Bonteri uh, episode. Yeah, um, there well, was Mortis. There yep, was Heroes also Umbara. Um, yep. uh, uh, yes, um, I believe also Zygeria. Our last arc was grandmasters. So like, yeah, it's all arcs. Yeah. Yep, so I'm here arcs. for an episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can't really give it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, we've, I think we've only had three grandmasters. Yeah, three. Three. no, four, four, no, four. Four yeah, Umbara, and... Mortis, um, Zygerian, Padme, Ark, and Zygeria. Yeah, so they're all arcs. Yep. Usually, we don't have a lot of one-off episodes like this. Very yeah. Often so, anymore. like, yeah, it's it's fit. See, see how I already understood the assignment without understanding that I understood the assignment. Yeah, you, so... you got it. You got it. <laughs> so yeah, you get a little bit more room to flesh out a story when you have the gift of an arc. Yeah. Um, it but this was a rock solid episode. So in terms of one off as a one off episode, um it is it is definitely like it's 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 like a four out of five in ter- as an episode. Okay. Um telling a story overall, doing the thing that an arc would do. It doesn't scratch all those itches, and so it's it it gets a Jedi Master. Awesome. Almost Jay. like age, right? Like if you were yeah. older, you could yeah, cool. I got you. No, I got you. Chase. 
I I'm gonna go with Jedi Master as well. I do really enjoy this episode, but I will go a little bit in the opposite direction. I'd say it's a Jedi Knight who just became a Jedi Master, uh, so he hasn't quite gotten his seat on the council yet. Um, but um, yeah, I like I like this episode a lot. It's one of two, the, the other episode that I was on last time with with uh, with Jar Jar. Um, uh, you were for Jar Jar? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, you were. Yeah, he was that's on for right. the um, the Boss Leone. Yeah, yeah Boss Leone. Leone arc. These two episodes, I think, were the first two episodes, like standalone episodes, that I was like, yeah, this was a good episode all in itself. Because I don't think we've, I think, in the prior seasons, we hadn't really gotten single good, good episodes, good standalone episodes yet. And I think the Jar Jar one for me was the first really good one, and this one is also really good. I think, kind of diving deeper into death watch compared to the satine arc uh mm-hmm. previously uh it's very interesting and we kind of just see just more more separatists like you know as people and not just like the dooku crew uh yeah so, yeah uh, i like this episode a lot and it's really good the dooku squad we should make t-shirts like just have dooku here have no have dooku, dooku in the middle Ventress on the left, and no. What tambor? Do crew. Yeah, the do crew. crew. Yes. I like yes. it. Yes. Good job, Nidra. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna trademark that. We're yeah. Do crew shirts for celebration. Celebration. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Char, your ranking. I'm gonna have to give this one a Jedi Knight because yes, it is a good standalone episode, but I feel like R2 doesn't give get enough uh, praise in this episode. Yes. Oh yeah. Please yeah. No. Reassemble us. Please oh my god. Us. So yeah. Yeah, because he was the reason Remember. why Ahsoka and uh, Lux were able to escape. Yeah. There's like more, more for. I'm never going to actually be able to complete this video, like essay, because I keep getting more material like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yet another thing about R2's absolute importance in this entire. Like, it is. He is the center of everything. He mm-hmm. is the center of everything. I'm I'm, I'm gonna have Pepe Sylvia realness happening all over my walls <laughs> in a minute. Like, yeah. It's just it's getting it's getting worse with every day because I'm right. seeing more and more evidence that maybe this is calculated. Maybe this is something that everyone realizes that that mm-hmm. that touches a Star Wars property. Maybe this is all planned. Maybe. Maybe I um, think I think you're very right. I think t- Lucasfilm from its inception until today has been like R2 has to be the single most important character of <laughs> yeah. this franchise. Absolutely. Next to Meeber Gascon. Shut up. Meeber, do not put Meeber Gascon in in R2 in the same category. No, that's oh, not acceptable. Not like Meeber is way higher. No, how <laughs> dare you, sir? How dare you? Yeah. So he I was, was he was definitely a higher rank than R2 in the D squad. Roll my eyes. I would Jar. I would give this episode a Jedi Knight just because of the fact that it is a good episode, but I think all it does is set it sets up the future of Ahsoka and Lux's relationship and Death Watch. Yeah. I would have to say I'm I'm gonna go with our two guests. I think I'm gonna say uh Jedi Master. Because there is a lot of depth that we see from Ahsoka again. I, I just really, really enjoy diving deep into her her standalone episodes. Uh, because like I love the progression of her character because like as everybody knows about Ahsoka, everybody hated her in the movie, 
everybody hated her in the first couple of uh seasons but like she is i love seeing her development as a character it's so interesting and it's just like seeing her grow is just like watching like one of my children if i were to have one just like grow up before my eyes you know because it's like you see her calling anakin sky guy then she kind of grows out of that she gets a little bit more responsibility she she just keeps growing and it's so nice i really do enjoy that and then we get the death watch we get r2 it's just a nice little palate cleanser from from both umbara and zygerian slaves and then what we get it's 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 a nice palate cleanser and then we get the obi-wan the obi-wan bounty hunter arc next week and i that's one of my favorites as well so it's just a nice little in between but yeah i'd have to go uh, jedi master um now let's get into the news Dumb are getting, brain. Are you Dumb brain. Trivia there. Uh, <laughs> trivia. Um, we will be filming the next semifinal match tomorrow. Yeah, this match tomorrow that you will be seeing in maybe it's, two, three weeks from it's now. Be great. Will determine who will be facing. Every day, my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info. I wanted to protect my employees and my clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. First, teach employees to recognize and report phishing. Next, require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication. And finally, turn on automatic updates for your business software. To learn more, go to CISA at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. The winner of the the first semifinals match. Yeah. And whoever wins this next upcoming match between the two semifinalists will we'll face Darth Chaco at Celebration. Yes. Yes. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, the next hey, match. Hey, nice save. Nice save there, by the way. I, I know. I really... You guys are killing it tonight. You I really just, are. I just really messed up that transition. I just hit the wrong one. I think um, Luke and I are just like amazing at improvising. I, I, I guess. think so. Improv is in our future. Um, but also on the news, uh, we are doing uh, a part of Stream Lounge's uh, uh, Star Wars uh, celebration of May the 4th. Uh, they have been partnering with uh, a lot of the community that we know. Uh, we are going to be doing a watch along of Revenge of the Sith uh, tomorrow night. Um, so if you guys want to join us, uh, the link will probably be in a post either on TikTok or just pay attention to all of our socials. Come watch Revenge of the Sith with us. Have have a chance to get an awesome T-shirt or sweatshirt from Far Far Away Factory, which is our good friend Brooke uh, B underscore Dazzler. Uh, she has a lot of awesome stuff. Since I'm talking about it, I'm going to throw it up there. Far Far Away Factory. She has everything from Marvel. Uh, for Multiverse of Madness. She's got the Obi-Wan Mullet Crew uh, um, Club. She's got the Brotherhood uh, sweatshirt and t-shirt that I have. Uh, just go check out her shop either on Etsy 
but the big thing, main thing is go to her website. That's how she, that's how we can support her the most. So go out there, get your fun stickers, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, it's, she does an amazing job. She does amazing work. So, uh, we will be giving the, uh, doing a raffle and being able to give away, uh, some of our viewers, uh, some free merch. So gotta love that. Um, and Cal, Cal's here. Cal, Cal, good to see you. Um, but that will be tomorrow night around seven. Uh, it'll be eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if you guys want to come hang out with us and talk about Revenge of the Sith and no, actually how... it'll be nine Eastern Standard Time. Nine? Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, so because we we got nine. the episode to record at seven Central. So. Uh, that's right. That's right. So nine p.m. Eastern, nine Eastern. Standard Time. Uh. In 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 me showing uh people that that uh that Anakin did make all these decisions on his own, you know, like, come on. Yeah, Luke. Luke, I haven't seen it. Is that movie any good? Oh, it's yeah. I think it's it's one of my favorites. Our really? friends really will uh, will appreciate this one. It's a... it's 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 gonna be a deep this, this is the one with Jar Jar, right? Yeah. I, well, Jar Jar it is not a big part of this episode. Uh, uh, so it can't, be, it can't be that good. I mean, it's all up for interpretation. But speaking of May the Fourth, what did everybody do yesterday? Anything well, big happened? I know, I know, all of us did something. We at the all same time. Did the same thing, Luke. <laughs> no, I mean, like, wait, outside did you do anything outside of uh, of our little community? Is, is there is there a or or here's a better question: What? is something that you love to do on May the 4th? Is there like a specific thing? Like you you watch a specific Star Wars movie? Do you watch like a specific arc? Like what's a fun little memory that you've had with May the 4th? Nidra, I'll let you go. I'm noticing a pattern here. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, my, my, my job has a Star Wars channel on our Slack and um, oh, nice. I didn't realize until yesterday when it was too late um, that we have an office. So I, this year was an opportunity to be annoying in person and I didn't take it, but dang it. Next uh, year you will. Oh my God. Maybe <laughs> I might be able to find a way around it. I don't know. <laughs> take the day off so I could draw my Ahsoka face on. I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess that's, I, that's something I, I did. I, I recorded some stuff. I talked to some, Talk to my friends who live in my computer. Yeah. Uh, yes. And we're part of that. Yes. What if I told you I meant you, buddy? Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> what if I meant this this group oh. and some others that are lovely? Oh, yeah. but, but hey, soon, soon all those people will come out of your computer uh, and you'll meet them in real life. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna and be I won't so be able to turn my camera off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn it off. It won't turn off. Um, no, but Chase, what did what what did you do yesterday for to celebrate? My mom texted me happy Star Wars Day. My sister texted me, May the fourth be with you with a laughing face. And yeah, I, I I I told her, so there's a chance we could get another me crying at a Kenobi trailer today. Very likely. Stay tuned. It didn't happen. I mean, the trailer did happen, but the 
the crying face didn't happen. That yeah. I feel like I feel like that was more like my reaction to the first trailer was like being caught off guard that it was coming. Yeah. Yep. That's what got uh, me with with the first trailer. Shout um, out to my mom who follows me on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Family. <laughs> Family following you. You know, they already know that you're a nerd. So I mean that's that's my philosophy. I, I they already know who I am. I, I have thirst traps. <laughs> I mean, does she oh, leave a like on them? Yeah, does she leave a comment? No comment. Like show <laughs> Like no, no comment. You don't want to talk she about it, or does she leave a? <laughs> no, no, she, she skips those. Well, that's thankfully, good. Uh, she definitely watches some of these podcasts. So, hi, mom. Awesome. Hex, yeah, Chase's mom. Thanks for watching. Appreciate shout it. out to shout out to Carter's mom too. You know, we love Jill. <laughs> oh, they fly now. Cartoon D two. Oh man, that kid. Um, no, but Char, what did what did what did what did you do yesterday that was special to celebrate the day? So what I did was I had work, um, and then I was just receiving texts from some of my close friends, and I made. Like saying, may the fourth be with you. And then I got, I made a video of me reacting to the Kenobi trailer. And I was just like nitpicking and finding some things that, you know, were very interesting and, and translating Arabesh and whatnot. But, and then we had the event on Chaco's live stream. And yep. after that, Luke and I watched A New Hope. Yes. Nice. Yes. That, that's, that's, I unfortunately was, I did call in to work. I, I did have a really bad migraine, which is, which is, not great. Or was it Star Wars Day? No, nah, no, it, 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 it was it, like it was a mixture. Like it was, it was, it was like God being like, "You need a break. Let's give you a break here. Let's give you a migraine so that you can relax." Like I don't know how that works, but that's what no, happened. It's, that's real, especially because like with celebration coming and like yeah, just a, a lot right of stress. Now. Yeah, absolutely. So, but like seeing that Kenobi trailer yesterday did make me feel a whole lot better. And then there's just the day. Just I I watched uh we I watched in the Discord server. I started watch I watched Attack of the Clones. So I put out like the group watch. Hey, if anybody wants to come watch Star Wars and talk, like we got we got through uh. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, and then we had Chaco's. Uh, no, we got through. Check that. Uh, Attack of the Clones, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and then Rogue One. Uh, and then uh, me and Char ended up watching uh, um, A New Hope after Chaco's stream, which was awesome. Uh, um, but yeah, that's what I did. But I, I, I really, really enjoy Star Wars Day because it's like. It's a big event to people that enjoy, and we get to celebrate the saga that is that 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 sometimes makes up a lot more of our personality than we like to admit. Me specifically, because that's literally like all I'm known for. <laughs> so yeah, um, but and you have to yeah, it. yeah oh, I, yeah. I love being known for. Oh yeah, what absolutely, I love, so. absolutely. Um, but speaking of that Kenobi trailer, um, we're not gonna. We'll talk about it. Well, like what we liked, I, I, I don't really want to get into like theories and stuff like that because I feel like that's territory where everybody already knows my theories, so I don't really want to talk about it anyway. But what were your guys's overall thoughts on the trailer? Man. I liked it. I really liked it. 
It was it. I think I think what this trailer did was uh, it helped maintain that excitement. Um, it was like you said. It wasn't that like I'm caught off guard. Oh my god, it's the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. Oh my god, it's Duel of the Fates. I can't. I have to pause this video now. Um, but it was this like, all right, this like it was like almost like the reality was setting in. Like, oh, this is happening. Like yeah. this is coming. Yeah, and I, I, I I agree. I, yeah, I said it last night. Those spaceships look so freaking cool. Um, <laughs> so on those spaceships. Yeah. Nija, your thoughts? I stopped. Like I I I watched it with, like I started it with the sound and I started turning the sound off. I don't watch trailers. I don't like watching trailers. I have started watching trailers solely because I don't want people to talk to me about things I don't understand. Yeah. FOMO. And yeah. typically I like to go into things completely blind and completely like every visual that I'm fed is brand new and I'm perceiving it with like new eyes. And so like, yeah. this has been the hardest part. It's like having to like watch this stuff. So I don't have it kind of taken me from me by people who tend to just be like, yeah, so did she know? Like, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think that's like a, a luxury you kind of give up once you start creating content in a certain space yeah. and you owe it almost like as a responsibility as mm-hmm. a person in the community that's talking about stuff in the community that you have to engage with this. So you just, you know, I've, I've been willing to sacrifice that little bit of like a, it was kind of goofy anyway in regards to something like a TV show where they have full liberty to just delete things. They, they can change things up to the 11th hour with TV yeah, um, more or less. Um, and so uh, it, it's beautiful. I'm just also still just not ready for the field trip that this is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a gut punch like every every episode. Yeah. It's going to be, and I like the fact that they didn't they, they they are using Vader very smart. They're not giving they're they're not giving away a lot. Seeing the arm and then the chest plate, like how the chest plate goes into like Anakin's body, I I because that never was explained. Like that was I always just thought it was on there. Like it and it never came off for some reason. I don't know. So like seeing that was like, oh wow, that's Ooh. interesting. So, you know what I just thought of? No, yeah. The introduction of the mods in the book of Boba Fett. Oh. Could have been an introduction, just sort of like um an audience, like a, a sort of like getting our beak wet our feet wet getting us generally accustomed to the notion of body mods being something that's present in the star Wars universe. So it's not this jarring thing that suddenly um, people are being revived or saved from the brink of something and, or like, you know, like Vader's whole process, like all of this seems a little more palatable to uh, TV audiences rather than all of a sudden like oh cool this person almost died you know like it gives it yeah. justification um, the, the surgeon was one of my favorite characters in Book of Boba Fett yeah, I love yeah. it I were you on yes yeah. that was episode 4 yeah. You're like Thundercat. That's that looks like Thundercat. No, I it's- made a joke like yeah. okay Thundercat. Thundercat. Well, you should have started yeah. with that. Yeah, that was so funny. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't, I'm kind of like at this point, 
I don't need any more TV spots. I don't need any more footage. Just let that simmer. Let it simmer. Yeah, we're fine. The Just, first the teaser yeah. came out two months ago. Yeah, the teaser came and out two months ago. We're... I cried like a baby back bitch. And like now I watched the second one and I was more excited. I was more composed. I don't need anything else anymore. I don't need to see anything more. I'm like Nidra at this point. I don't I don't I want to see these things on screen for the first time. I want to see Vader walk into a fucking room and and demand that room with a whole bunch of inquisitors and just say something. I don't want to I don't want to see anything more. What they have given me so far, that's it. Tie it up in a bow. I don't care. Just just don't over don't oversell Vader. Just use mm-hmm. if you use him, use him sparingly. I want to yeah, let's go from, let's go from the same guy that wants yes. a Vader well, show. Well, if you saw, he was manhandling a Z- Zabrak in in the trailer. That's so I mean, wait, no you, time, you, no time doesn't work that way. <laughs> what do you think of Reva? Why would you think I think Reva anything of her? Yeah, why well, would you think I? What particularly would I? Think? No, hold on. Well, because she's like essentially it. like the main antagonist. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about her yet, oh, and I she's... think that's that's why it's wild to me that people are saying things and having opinions about this character. She looks cool as heck. She looks powerful, and she looks like she could be very good at her job. I don't know if there's opinions to have beyond that, and it's really weird that there are people throwing tantrums about yeah. this character knowing absolutely nothing about them. She looks like a I, complete badass. I love her. I love it. I, Nidra, I, I, I do love a good trailer, but I share the same energy of, like, look, all I know is her name is Reva McIntyre, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And she's a single mom who works two jobs. Uh, <laughs> she's a country singer by day and an, and an inquisitor by night. Um, but no, I am the same. My life has exponentially gotten better by just being like, oh, I am aware of this thing that is coming out. And when it is out, I will experience this thing in its entirety. And I always enjoy that thing a thousand times more than the times I've like dug deep into the nitpicking of like every little piece of teaser media whether it's a picture or a trailer or something like that I'm like mm-hmm. it never Batman's forehead. Batman's forehead. <laughs> no no that man's forehead i forgot it. oh no, oh, oh the right, grand inquisitor yeah. like he went from a five head to a forehead it's fine yeah. it's just like come on y'all like i agree glow up that's what i think it is i in like like <laughs> it's so dumb that you can that people complain about the sm- minor things it's yeah. minor details like like when we saw when we get that large sh- that that wide shot of him coming towards the camera and he's got that badass freaking cape on ah like i don't understand like capes make people so much fucking cooler in my opinion have you seen the incredibles yeah that's the issue it's like it, it's it's just uh, i i don't know but i'm i'm really obviously everybody that's been on this channel knows how excited i am um, I think um, I have a I have a theory on who Reva is. Is it Reva Same or thing. Reva? And Reva McIntyre, holy cow! I think it's Reva. Oh, because Revan without that. Yeah, name. because I love that. I love that because it sticks to the fanboys. Like, haha, we 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 took the. Well, that's name. exactly what you want to avoid. No, yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I want to avoid that. I I I would rather not. You know. 
set flames upon fanboy toes for no reason. God, I like, guess let that's me true. Things. Damn. Yeah, I think <laughs> I have a theory that um, Reva is Seer Junda's sister. Seer and Reva. I don't know. Seer Junda? Who's that? Have you played Fallen Order? Oh, no. Oh. Have oh! Any of you Seer's! What? Okay. Uh, uh, that's interesting. I, I won't. Like I, I, I do have a theory on who I think will show up in the Kenobi series, but I will, I will save it. I will save it. I'll bow out while you guys talk about that if you'd like. Yeah, I have no, a theory that, no, no, that no, no, Reba no. is Seer's sister. No, 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 no. We, we, we will talk about that at, uh, off stream. Because... The fanboys will be like, oh, that's Mace Windu's daughter. No, oh! no. God, I hate that. God, yeah, I exactly. hate that. See, Luke. Fucking don't, you don't want it. You don't want to cater the fanboys, okay? Oh uh, God, I hate that. I, I, I uh, yeah. So it has to be Mace but, Windu. Has to be. No, no, it's, no. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be Mace Windu. God, he's alive, right? <laughs> oh, okay, Jesus. I'm. Don't even. I'm. I'm. I mean, listen. Nidra. <laughs> 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 the man got shocked and he died. Come on. You got tossed out a window. So did everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Fall, look, there is no fall damage in Star Wars. We have established Except, that. Except yeah, in the one instance that there was, and they gave us an overhead shot of those green, kind, gentle beings hitting the ground. And and just so we didn't think we'd see them again, the Camorans. Oh, yeah, you know what would be right. funny? What if Mace Windu was sent out of that window, and you know that one Doug that that passes by Obi Wan when he's oh, hanging an attack from of the, the clones. Yeah, he's yeah. like Jedi pulled you. He probably landed in his speeder. Oh, that'd the cool. same dude. That's funny. That'd be cool. That's, that angry Doug. That, maybe that's, that, maybe that's, that's Club Club There you go. Ah, hey. Pod once has got official club shittos now. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, but guys, that's gonna be it for the episode. I want to thank Nidra and Chase for coming on. Uh, Nidra, you're always welcome on. Chase, you know <laughs> the door's always open. <laughs> I, I, um, it doesn't have to be. I'll kick it down. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Which which episode did you request that us like not show up and you're just gonna take over the oh, podcast? The, the disappeared. I want to do the. Oh yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna do the whole Jar Jar arc by yourself. It's really? gonna be fantastic. Hi, I am Chase, aka Ford in the Black. I'm gonna be covering this episode on the Pod Ones podcast. <laughs> so, the Pod Ones, I got rid of them. This yeah, is my time my to shine. This is my show now. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't think I won't do it. <laughs> um, It'll be your longest episode. <laughs> yeah, three and a half hours of just straight Mace Windu and Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part Part One. This is the horniest Clone Wars arc. <laughs> <laughs> God. It had to be Jar Jar too, didn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Nidra, where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Yes, if you would like to book your own Glubshido reading, um, I am available uh, on TikTok and Instagram at Nidra Loves Cosplay, and um, on Twitter at Nidra Loves Jedi. And Chase, where can the good people follow you? 
you can find me on all the social media platforms at forward into the black primarily on tiktok uh and also you can find me on twitch at also forward in the black and then youtube at rogue council where i will be talking with xanatos1138 and he go to mass 27 about rogue one on sunday yes yes jar where can the good people follow you good people you can find me on tiktok at char char j as seen right here and you can find me here every thursday night at the pod Wants podcast as we cover our clone wars rewatch next week's arc will be covering the obi-wan undercover arc as yes. um nidra mentioned earlier it'll be a very fun arc to cover yeah, i think that's going to be another grandmaster in my opinion that maybe up there for me maybe um you can follow me at the pod ones podcast uh the pod ones pod on instagram pod ones podcast on twitter and then i just said the tiktok i forgot to say tiktok the pod ones podcast um uh like comment subscribe uh we would appreciate it um it helps us grow uh go check out that trail our trailer reaction for kenobi it's 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 really good um, and also go out and check out the trivia matches that we have released so far. If you want to build, um, we've got two potential uh, um, for next time's tournament. Um, we like to grab guests and just have them <laughs> do <laughs> trivia. And you're just like, just like no, no, I'm not doing this. No. no my strong no. suit is reading between the lines, not actually reading the lines. Thank you. <laughs> We'll yeah. just have a c- category of mixed bag might be her best uh, best uh, category. Iron Squadron, yes. <laughs> yeah. When do we when do we get the essay portion? Of that? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to work. We'll have to workshop that. But yes. um, you guys can fall. You guys can. Uh, we. I don't even know where we're going with this right now. Yeah, so uh, I, no. I can say this. So yeah, the trivia tournament will be consisting of some of the most of your most favorite uh, members of the Star Wars TikTok community. They're competing off to claim the Potabon's Tribute Tournament title. Uh, we have gotten, we've released how many? Five matches so far? Five. Uh, Five six matches. should be coming out here short, coming out here soon. Um, uh, we are filming the last semifinal, and then next week, Char and I will be actually, uh, Char is coming down to where I live and we're spending the weekend together. So we're doing a meetup before celebration. So we're actually we're actually going to see Empire Strikes Back with a live orchestra. Ooh. So and that's Char's favorite movie Empire. and it's my and it's it's my it's my one or two it depends it's your favorite movie. On, uh, it's your favorite movie. It it, it, <laughs> it one it depends on the day. Char um, the Empire Strikes Back has fallen away from my number one. I have to let you know. Hey, if it's in your top 3, I'm okay with it. If it's, if it's, <laughs> well, if it, is it, is it four? Yeah. I'm kidding. But, um, no, that, that's, that's the thing I kind of tell people. Like, if Empire is not in your top three, I might not like you, but I'm just playing it for jokes. But, yeah, I mean, every, every uh, ranking is valid for yeah. everyone. So, yeah. So, I'm excited to go uh, see that. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be making content, doing fun stuff, uh, doing the final uh, of the trivia, and then uh, then it's celebration. So it's gonna be a fun time. Be out the lookout for that. Um, but that is the end for light and for life. We roll the republic, and may the force be with you always. See you guys. Israel is five thousand six hundred ninety miles away from the U.S. 
11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.